0: Today we're talking to a boxing family who found themselves smack dab in the middle of a viral sensation a few years ago. We'll be discussing how that's affected their boxing careers and outlook on the sport. Welcome to Title Unboxed, Father Daniel and his twin boys, Steven and Danny.
1: Welcome to Title
0: Unboxed.
1: With more than 40 years of experience in the fight game, our host, Doug Ward, will be covering every corner of the ring as we get comfortable between the ropes. We'll talk with both the lesser knowns and the legends. Discuss boxing's rich history and current state of the game. We'll also look at today's latest innovations, equipment breakdowns, and insights you won't uncover anywhere else. Join us now as we take a look inside.
0: Title Unboxed. Team Grandy, welcome to Title Unboxed. What's up, man? How you doing, uh, Doing good, how you guys been? Good.
2: Right.
0: Uh, we good. To play. Well, for, for our viewers, obviously everybody knows who Daniel Sr. is, it's pretty obvious. I th- I think your immediate right is Danny, right? Right. And then Steven? Yep. Okay, Absolutely. awesome. I, that's pretty good, I, I got that one right. I had a 50-50 shot. <laughs> you hit it on the nose, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Daniel, I want to start with you and get a little bit of your background because some people don't know where you've come from and what you've been through. You you were born and raised in Philly, right? Yep, West Philadelphia to be exact. And uh, kind of ran the streets, right? Yeah, a little bit too
1: much, but yeah. Got a little sidetracked. Did some boxing, got a little sidetracked with the street light. Yeah. Well, you know, trying to but, make up for it now. Yeah, Philly's known for that though, right?
0: No, absolutely. It's- Sports on the streets is... Pretty much the life in Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's how—that's why you got the boys involved in boxing, right? Really, what was what, part of the thrust behind that—the motivation to get them centered and focused on something other than, you know, what was out there in the streets?
1: Absolutely. I, I always tell people I—I I, I did that so they won't have to. So the objective is to keep them motivated and and you know in a positive form away from the streets. Like I said, I live a life. I know everything out there. I lost a bunch of my friends. Yeah. I've been through it and everything you can imagine, every aspect of that life. So I didn't want that for my sons. So It was a no-brainer. By the time they could walk, you know, we started training.
0: Yeah. How would you get into boxing? Why, why, why boxing?
1: I had a couple uncles that boxed. I had a couple of cousins that fought pro. It, pretty much a family sport. Like, we all dealt with boxing in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. Like I said, I went into them young, but I just didn't have what they had. I didn't have my father present to, you know, give me that extra push. So. Yeah. Had that, who knows how it would have turned out Because I was actually a really talented boxer But, you know, like I said Other things partook in my life
0: Yeah, well, having that guidance and that support system is is huge Yeah,
1: yeah It's no, it's no, it's no mistake that Some of the most successful fighters in the game Are father and son combinations
0: Yeah, no doubt Well, what is it? What is it that makes that work or not work, in your opinion? Because it does run the gamut. You got the guys like the Mayweather's that are very successful at it. At it, you have other teams, father-son teams that kind of fall apart. They don't gel, and things kind of go awry. I think it has a lot to do with the personality of the father and knowing when you peak.
1: Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's crazy. I just had this conversation recently with another coach of mine in my gym, and you have to know you have to you have to have the balance. And I always say this: I've been there, coached. their dad so far their whole life so if we get to a point where we're starting to peak and you know they're beginning rebellious to me I'm not opposed to bringing in help and I think a lot of fathers don't understand that aspect of it and what made Floyd successful in my eyes is that he had senior and Roger yeah so and Jeff I'm sorry I can't forget Mm -hmm. Jeff too yeah he was to get three different outlooks it wasn't just daddy all the time right as we well know, as the world knows when dad went away, you know, Roger took over. So I, I believe that balance means everything. So I try to keep, like, a group of my friends that coach around me, too. And, you know, it's days that we're not seeing out of odds. It's, it's weeks yeah. that they can't stand because I'm their dad. <laughs> their, so I, I'll usually back up. I'll back off of them, and yeah. I'll let them train with them. And they usually will come back, like, no, daddy, nobody don't do it your way. And yeah. so yeah, it, it's finding a balance, I believe.
0: Well, and sometimes I think fighters—not just your kids, but fighters in general—get used to the same voice after a while. It's like they have a tendency to kind of tune you out and don't hear maybe some of the key things that are going to help them in the ring or in life. You know, so bringing right. in I, others that have that same kind of mentality and goal-oriented that that you are can share that with them, and it, it makes more—it makes more sense. It rings true, you know. Absolutely, I agree, hundred
1: percent. You you need that balance. It's, it's all—it it takes a village. Like it takes more than. Yeah voice and i don't i don't believe personally that no one coach can do it by itself we may hear it all the time the coach say i'm responsible for everything like that but somewhere somehow some ways somebody helped
0: out or something yeah. you need help i can't do it alone yeah but it's just got to be i think people have a problem in boxing because you hear trainers stealing fighters you know i think there's a little bit of that yeah. that hesitancy to trust those around you but again just comes back to the key is knowing who you got on your side and who's you know not and see, and
1: that's for me, that's the thing I don't have to worry about no matter what. It's my yeah. sons. So yeah. even if I went with another trainer down the line, I'm still going to always be there with my sons. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that area. So I don't yeah. possess that. So whatever works for them, you know, I've, yeah. I've been telling you guys, everyone, my main objective is for them to be successful. It's not about me. Yeah. This this is beyond me. So whatever yeah. works for them, if they yeah. wanted to fire me the mar tomorrow and hire another coach, guess what? I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to sit yeah. back and I'm going to watch. And I'm going to give my opinion where they wanted that. Is that simple? Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's a great outlook. I mean, even, even TFMO Lopez, I know heading into this, uh, fight with, uh, who was it? He fought, uh, Lomachenko. Right. You know, he said that he'd come out before during the preparation said, you know, he just, he, uh, he, he just said his relationship with his father wasn't the same and he was hurt that his, his, uh, his dad couldn't be more of a father than a trainer sometimes. And that kind of right. hit the news on ESPN. It was kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah, i seen that. Again, it has to do with that balance, though, that, that, that when we were talking about, you you got to know when to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And for me, personally, because they started so young and they're still so young, we don't even talk about boxing at home. Yeah. We got one room, uh, they don't even watch boxing. They don't even know that. They have no yeah. interest in watching. Yeah. Unless it's a person that they really like and know, can't even get these guys to sit down and watch box. They they'll say that is <laughs> we'd rather do. It. Like yeah, so, yeah. I I think that balance has to be all around the board. And then, like I said, I try to keep them as young as possible, as children, amusement parks, and all that. You have to have that balance. It can't be coached twenty four hours a day because I'm the disciplinary too. Right. T- on top of that, so I, nobody wants to hear you scream at them in the gym all day and then come home and scream at them again about boxing. Like uh,
0: we turn that off. We turn it off the moment we hit our doorstep. Well, and I, I see you post a lot, and that, that's something that's really prevalent. In that is that you you keep it fun too. You do things outside of the gym. You keep it fun in the gym, and there's a, there's a nice you know, like you say, balance of all, of all of it, and that probably lends a lot to the situation.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest the biggest key to it. I think in order for this to work, I think that's the biggest part. That and a conversation man you previously had, not burning them out.
0: Yeah, like yeah. yeah
1: on that. Uh, as you can see in the rest of the world, see, we don't fight twenty times. Yeah, if we fight two or three times a year, that's good enough for me. Because yeah. we get we get sparring in the gym too. So it's like I don't really in the amateur ranks is at their age is three one minute rounds. You're really not getting anything from that. So I'll rather I rather spar like so they don't yeah. have the problem with the light. You've been in the light their whole life, so getting sparring is, is is key to me. So I've been trying to get the top kids in the country. Like we yeah. just went to Texas, barred all the kids in the knockout factory. This guy has about ten national champions in his gym, so we sparred all of wow. them. Like that's the key right there to me—that that, that process is not burning them out.
0: Right. Well, that, that's a great experience, especially when you're going out and seeing different, seeing different looks everywhere you go.
1: Right. Because you, you never know what you're going to meet later on down the line. Yeah. But I, I feel like prepare for it now. It's not a shocker later on. Yeah. Because we, we well we well know. You know, like I know, when you first, if they if they decide to take that route, you step into the professional ranks. That first ten fights, you don't know what you're gonna get.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have no idea. Yeah,
1: and, I, and that's can... why we said guys
0: lose pro debuts that they were supposed to win, and yeah. you never know what you're going to get. So. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, literally... the big... Let's dial, Let's let's run it back to when the boys started. We talked a little bit about. Um, I just said something about Instagram, but you guys are, have a big presence on there. But it, it kind of happened virally overnight. What was the first video you posted? There were two that I remember. One was shooting outside the window of the boys down below on the street. Uh, and another one was the boys working together in the street. Which one of those kind of caught fire and took off?
1: Honestly, it was the one in the street. <laughs> and yeah. I, and, and I, 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 I appreciate this to people. Sometimes negativity helps you get where you're trying to go. Because the video went viral because somebody said, Are oh, these kids are going to get hit by a car.
0: I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. that.
1: That was how the video picked up, believe it or not. So everybody yeah. started watching. And then, you know, of course, people take up for you. Like, man, they're in the street. Somebody's defending it. I mean, somebody's taping it. They yeah. didn't realize we were on a one-way block. But it was yeah. it was that. You know, and like I said, it started with people's negativity. And then, it, it, you know, from there, it took off. I, I previously mentioned I was in a hotel in Connecticut. I was working uh, for a water department at the time. And I was in a bed asleep, and a friend of mine called me. I was like, dude, get up, get up, get up, look on the TV. On, look on the TV for white. Like, turn on ESPN, turn, turn every up. I turned on ESPN, and Max Kellerman, and I'm sharing a clip. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? My friend, what the heck? And from that point on, I think the video went on to have about 60, 70 million views or something. It, it just touched the world. It, and like, again, it all came from a negative comment somebody yeah. made.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just you, you got to embrace the good and the bad, right? Hey, uh, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. part of the game. <laughs> but ESPN took it. I think Bleacher Report picked up on it. Michael Rappaport, um, Snoop Dogg, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, now, it, it ran the gamut, right?
1: Yeah. Whole everybody. Literally, Hillary Swank even posted oh, a really? <laughs> yeah. so it. The million dollar movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It kind of a- took off beyond
2: our expectations
0: yeah a little bit surreal right i mean because it's not something you you planned on it just happened but what, I, what i've learned about about
1: life and dealing with this for the with them for the past couple of years is that when the people pick you they pick you it's not nobody can plan. it's just yeah. that simple yeah uh, we have no control over it
0: so why um danny's you typically takes charge with the mitts how did that kind of transpire? Is that just, he just organically picked up on that faster and that was kind of his thing? Or how did that work no, out I, that that became their dynamic? Actually, it started with Steven. Oh, Danny. really? Danny's late
1: on picking up with the bits, And then, and it started because I was tired of hurting my back, bending over, <laughs> <laughs> training them guys because they were so little yeah, at the time. Yeah. You remember we were really, really short. So yeah. it was that. And so I just, I honestly, one day in the gym, I just told him, pick him up, you're going to train your brother. that's how that started and from that point on yeah they fell in love with the passion of helping each other and they're twins so you know twins biggest thing they were born with each other so they're constantly helping 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 so it's easy for them to help other people so that's that's how that
2: started
0: so like you say you started them early on probably when they were in diapers but that video clip went viral when they were what six or seven Uh, i believe they were about what you guys were about six yeah
2: five or six
0: they're about five or six actually not in the video How long, and this might be a a question for Danny or Steven, how long after that that clip went on ESPN, did you start to to sense people saw that and were reaching out to you and talking to you about it? And they're like, hey, you guys were on TV. That's so cool.
2: We went to school. People know. We walked down the street. People know. (laughs) There was a lot of people.
0: It's fun though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, on the other hand of it, did you have people at school that were like, oh, man, you guys aren't that good. You should be on TV. Did you have the people that were kind of naysayers about all that? No, not really.
2: Not really? People not were, really? really care about that. They didn't really talk bad about us.
0: Yeah. I guess the other aspect of that is in the gym, in school, as you go to competitions, do you see guys targeting you? Do you see you kind of got a target on your back? If somebody beats one of the Grandy Twins, it's kind of a badge of honor. Do you sense that kind of competition?
2: At some fights, people like stare at you and then they go in the back and talk to each other, like saying bad stuff. Like, oh, I want to beat them so bad, stuff like that. But when we get in the ring, it's all over at that
0: point. (laughs) Different story. (laughs) Yeah, they've
1: been groomed and they, they get it that, yeah. You know, I, they don't. They understand, as I put it in their head early. It's no such thing as a bad fight in the amateurs because it's all an experience. Yeah. So,
0: yeah,
1: even, even if you if you lose, all right, now you know how it's still to lose, and you should know you never want to lose again. Yeah. So we don't feels. T- yeah, we don't. We've lost, we've won a lot. We won way more than we lost. We lost. Yeah. So with some things, with some, what people don't understand about that, and my, my perspective is that it doesn't change anything. If you beat somebody that people love, okay, you beat them. It's not going to make right, you famous. It right. doesn't yeah. work that way. It
0: yeah.
1: doesn't in work the, that way.
0: Like, the, Floyd beat Canelo early in his career. People still love Canelo. Yeah, right. He, like, he, well, he rose to the occasion, too. He rose above it. He learned what Floyd taught him, which was right. defense, defense, defense. And he's and, just built on that and become almost unbeatable.
1: Right. He became a bigger fighter. And, and that's what it is where everybody got to realize, in any sport, anything we do in life, not just sport, it's a lane for everybody. You don't have mm-hmm. to, like, try to down a person or take their shine in order to become successful. It's a lane. Yeah. You have, everybody has their own lane. What you yeah. might work for, you, might not work for us.
0: Yeah. You know? Likewise. Versus- everybody has their own path to success. Um, Steven or Danny, have there been any times at school when somebody's kind of uh, picked a fight with you to kind of see, see test you and see what you had outside?
2: no that has never happened because our mom worked at the school so people wouldn't try that <laughs> yeah.
0: okay so you got a lot of acclaim and a lot of recognition for the those uh, those clips that went viral on Instagram or Facebook or wherever they at at that time um, but you were already preparing to fight I mean this wasn't something you set up for you know likes and shares you guys already kind of wanted to box right yes, yes. And then, after that, you you had your how long after that clip, those clips and, and kind of getting some notoriety, was it before you had your your first amateur fight?
2: Well, we were, wasn't able to fight until at the age of eight, and I think it was after our birthday, no, it was more of like after winter, so in fall, no, in it spring was at like some kind of casino no wasn't Oh uh-huh. a hotel. A hotel.
0: So it was. It was right after you turned eight.
2: Yeah,
0: and that was that was also right after you appeared on Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey, right?
2: Yeah, that was at seven.
0: What was that like? Going and being flown out to wherever was it? Was it filmed in California?
2: Yeah, it was fun. We went to the Universal fun. Studios. They took us to a room. We sat in there, played games. Uh, after that, we went to the place where they were shooting the show at after the show he was talking about ice cream and then we got ice cream
0: (laughs) so did you know who steve harvey was before that
2: yes we watched his uh show on youtube and stuff like that
0: yeah so would was that do you guys get in those kind of situations get nervous at all intimidated or you just have you been in front of the camera so long that it's you're pretty comfortable
2: we've been in front of the camera so long that it's comfortable now
0: yeah, you're used to it. Yes. Yeah. So, you guys, what are you? I know one of you or both of you are big Lomachenko fans. Who, who do you follow in today's game? Your dad says you don't like to watch a lot of fights, but who do you turn into? Who's, who really captures your your attention and you kind of aspire to be like them or see things in them that you like to, to do in the ring as well and, and can get uh, tips from?
2: Uh, most of all, the Charlotte twins, since we can relate to them. And yeah. uh, Lomachenko, Floyd Mayweather, especially Canelo Alvarez, he don't yeah. care what the pony he go up against.
0: He's pretty fearless. Yeah. So what What do you like about Lomachenko, for example?
2: His feet movement and the way he handles things and the way he stinks.
0: So so when you watch a fighter like that, do you try to, to, to... Watch him for technique, or are you just kind of watching it to be entertained?
2: Watch it for technique.
0: So you like. do learn from it?
2: Yes. Like watch his foot movement, how he moves around the ring, how he moves his head when he's in front of an opponent, small, big, uh, even his size, someone that's rushing him.
0: So does your dad ever make you watch the old school fighters like the Sugar Ray Robinson and those guys? He doesn't make
2: me watch them. In the house when we get in the house sometimes.
0: Yeah, you, you, is there anybody from back in the day that you enjoy?
2: Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, what is his name? Uh, Who's the? Darrell Hopkins. Uh, uh not the one who can move his head really good.
0: Sweet Pea, yeah,
2: yeah, Parnell Whitaker.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Sweet Pea was known for defense for sure. So you guys have been traveling back and forth to Houston, I know, setting, getting ready for a show coming up. Daniel, what's what's the story out there? When's when's the show? When's the, the, the event? And how'd that come to be?
1: Uh, August 7th is the show in Houston. And I'm uh, in I mean Dallas. I'm sorry. Dallas. It's in Duncanville. And uh, a, a friend of mine that's out there who owns a gym, we pretty much got acquainted while I was out there. I mean, he, he reached out to me on social media. Good guy. Humble guy, he, he has Don't Deville boxing, it's in a uh, Bobby Knight filled house. And he just was like, Oh, you know, I want you to come to town. He actually offered to pay for us to come to town, which is funny. Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. We're on the computer. Uncle lives in Frisco. So like, we're coming there, XYZ. Like, all right, so it worked out. And uh, from the moment we met, we've been on good vibes. So we, we decided to do a, a, a Philly versus Texas. Uh, we both thought it was a good out there just to get these yeah. kids, like I said, different exposure to get, different styles. You know, every state's different. And we just took it from there. We've been planning it for since January or December of last year, I believe. December or January, we've been planning it. So it came together, and, it, and now is, you know next month we'll make history. I feel like yeah. we're probably one of the first things to take a, a team of ten kids to Texas to compete, like you know outside of the national tournaments, to do our own type thing. So it, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, a real big deal, and we're gonna we're gonna try our hardest to make it an annual event.
0: That's great. So it, how how do you feel about that Texas area compared to Philly? What's the environment like? What's the climate like out there? What's the difference? Oh uh, man, it's hot as God knows what. <laughs> <one. laughs> <Four of them. laughs> we're playing in the gym and
1: like I said, the knockout factory gym and the first day we went, it looked like I poured a bucket of water on the twins. They were sweating yeah. so hard. So The biggest part about Texas is getting used to the climate. But what I can say yeah. is they got they have some real, real talented kids. It's it's literally, and I'm not saying this because we're doing a fight out there. I'm a boxing person like yourself. It was literally the best sparring competition we've ever had. No, Hands down. Yeah, yeah. And we've, you know, we've been everywhere. We sparred all over the place, and it's not to take nothing from nobody, but I, my personal opinion is that it was some of the best sparring we ever had. Outside of Philly.
0: Well, you know, Roger Mayweather always claimed that the best fighters came from the Midwest.
1: Yeah, I, I, I believe it. I believe so, and I I kind of concur. I and the, agree. It, it's that, it's a different atmosphere.
0: Yeah, that that family out of Michigan was one of them. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> yeah, Made history. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a, it's a great part. I love that Texas is big for football, so a boxing event there yeah. is huge
0: because yeah. there's
1: not too many. You play football; it's football in every corner. Right. So a boxing event. Is a huge thing, and I think I think it should be a great turnout, great great turnout.
0: Well, it, it's, it's a hotbed, so that that's 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 kind of a perfect spot, right? Yeah.
1: And so, of are, course, are are the boys watched. fighting on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fight I, I, right now. We're not sure if their fight is going to be a real fight or an exhibition because they got like some big things coming up. And honestly, the people I'm dealing with they didn't really want them to fight. They're trying to save it for another show, but. I don't know. We we'll decide for the next couple of days. But as of right now, I got him down for fighting. So yeah.
0: we'll see how it goes. How does how does sparring go? Do you ever? I think I've seen some clips of the boys sparring together. What are your feelings about that? How often do you do it, and how do you control it so that they? I mean, I no, I wouldn't let my boys spar together because they got too angry. They couldn't control that little green eyed monster, and it got out of control. What's it like with the boys?
1: It is rough. So we we, we we pretty much don't spar a lot with each other. We'll usually save it for fight time. And I'm honestly saying we'll probably do it two, three times a month, if that, because it gets brutal. i yeah. put it to you like this. When they spar each other, it's the only time I'll put full headgear on them. Like full headgear, cheekbones, all that. You know, yeah. kids love op- But with each other, I make them wear full headgear because it, it gets – gets bad. It's the yeah. brotherly thing. Their, their, their sparring might be about who ate the last bowl of cereal in the house. <laughs> <don't have>
0: <laughs> so let me, let me, let me ask the boys, is that their hardest sparring? Jeez. Like look, looking into a mirror? Yes, it is their
2: hardest. Because they know
0: exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Like say, is it like looking into a mirror? You feel like you're just sparring yourself?
1: So is it like looking in the mirror. Or do you feel like you're sparring yourself?
2: No, um, not sparring ourselves, but it is hard because they, we know exactly what to do. We have two different sparring styles, so it's not like sparring yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Daniel, I know you're on the road. I'm gonna let you go here, but before I do that, I wanna I wanna you call out your social channels, how people can follow you, watch uh, what you got coming up, and I also know you have a website out there that. You got merch on and people can jump on there and grab some Grandy Twins tees and some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we can follow us on everything is Grandy Twins from YouTube to Instagram It's Grandy Twins underscore boxing on Instagram. Grandy Twins on uh, Facebook. Grandy Twins on YouTube. And uh, the, the website is Grandy org. And we got, like I said, this show coming up August 7th in uh uh Bill, Texas. And then we got a uh, we're working on a, a couple different things. Honestly, we're working on a, a little movie situation, but a couple th- different things coming up. So we'll we'll keep everybody posted on the website for what's going on. And like, so just staying busy, you know, Just trying to mature these kids and, and move them along properly, so we can take this next next step, hopefully in life. God willing, I mean that's the that's the plan right now.
0: Well, there you go. You're doing a great job as a dad, as a coach, and moving these kids along and keeping it fun and keeping their heads on straight. It's it's good, great to see that in boxing. Appreciate it. And again, we want to give a
1: huge shout out to Title. But don't forget the show in Dallas, August seventh, is sponsored by our Title, which is a blessing to us. You guys have been showing us love from day one. Yeah, one of the first people that believed in us. So you know, we always want to keep that relationship forever.
0: You know it. We're there with you from beginning to the end.
1: I to the end of the time, I, I definitely agree with that one. From day one, it's never been nothing but love.
0: Right. Danny, Stephen, Daniel, good to see you guys. Take care, safe travels. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching this episode of Title Unboxed. If you're anything like me, you can never get too much boxing. So if you'd like to watch more episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our Title Boxing YouTube page.